Coming to you live and direct, this is a Real Ties Production Podcast. It's your boy Jay Ruck and my homeboy Cam. We about to jump it off. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Real trust is everybody's serenity. <laughs> what, what you mean? What do you mean? Oh, oh yeah, he is tripping. Perfect example. And camera skills. <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> money man, Mahomes. All right, this is a Real Talk Freshman Podcast, and we are back. Um, just let y'all know we are live and in action. So yes, um, it's about time. Yep. We didn't took hell to get this shit going, but you know what I'm saying? We here, so we stand for real. Um, so not even to take too long to get into this. This is another music pod. It's probably one of our favorite pods to do. Yep. Um, I would say I've been kind of heavy into music since probably like middle school. So, uh, just to see where the game is at today, um, one of the um, not known secrets, we going to be covering a Certified Lover Boy album today. Yep. Um, and talk about, you know, the beef between Drake and Kanye. Um, talk about Drake's decade of the year and how he's transitioning to this decade. Um, the whole nine albums of the year, what we think so far, new artists we got going, whatever, you know what I'm saying, the whole nine. So, Without further ado, um, if you had to pick right now <laughs> your top album of the year right now, what is it? My album of the year to me right now, I would say I'm still going with J. Cole. Damn. I'm still going with J. Cole. Damn. Okay. Um, is that a little biased or what? Maybe it is. I just think it's the best listening experience that I've had as far as our first album went through. And I took, a lot of these albums I took in differently. With, uh, with Off Season, I was in my car mm-hmm. riding to it alone. And so it was a lot easier for me to take it in. Like, ooh, there's a shock factor. Every time I would listen to a new song, it was great. Right, right. With Donda. Bullshit. I didn't really like the album, but it was more so how I listened to it the first time. I think that's kind of what it set the tone. It came okay. out on a Sunday morning. And so the first time I'm listening to it, it's kind of right. like, Right after I woke up, I put it on the speaker, and I'm just kind of like skimming through already, it. Yeah. yeah, it was already kind of a little weird. Right, and then everybody drops on a Friday. Right, and then with Certified Lover Boy, I think I was coming home from going out mm-hmm. the first time I listened to a couple of those songs. So I didn't get all the way through it the first time, but Different I listened vibe. to at least three or four. But it was definitely a better vibe than right, listening right. to Donda. What about you? What's your album of the year so far? Album of the year so far. Oh, and I can't forget about uh, Tyler the Creator's album. I think his album's probably second to for me right now. Okay. Call me if you get lost. Um, you know what? I ain't even I ain't even tapped in. That's crazy. I ain't even tapped. I hear so mu- I hear so much hype from his from his fan base, which I understand it, but I just never have stepped into that, you know what I'm saying? I think that's uh that kind of area I think that's of, the type of his of, music. See, that's the thing about him is that he for so long got mm-hmm. that reputation of being that weird artist when yeah. in fact it was just him experimenting right right and i think that with the last two albums with igor and then with this one he put out this year mm-hmm. i think he has he's just found his stride with his production and what he wants to rap about because this album that he dropped uh call me if you get lost he's doing a lot more rapping on there than just and like then, singing and then okay. just like background vocals and stuff like that so i think you would like it i think it would be new to you it's Probably something a little bit that you may not even expect. Right. But 
I mean, y'all let me know if y'all fucking with Tyler the Creator or not. I still ain't tapped in yet, but my top album of the year so far would still probably be also um the off season. Okay. But I think I think uh a real dark horse surprise um an album that I'm still fucking with to this day since it's been out is uh um The Voice of the Heroes. With really? uh with uh Dirt Dirt and, Baby? and Baby, yeah. You really? know what I'm saying? So I still listen to I've that. I've been kinda off that for on a daily a I'm weeks. still bumping that. Which Damn. is still it's you know what I'm saying it's some rah rah, you know what I'm saying? They still right. have some some Dirk songs in there, some baby songs in there, but it's for the most part, you know what I'm saying, some more yeah. upbeat, you know what I'm saying, type right. of fucking nigga up type shit. So I'm still bumping that on a daily, which I wouldn't think that I would, you know what I'm saying, with the rah rah every day, but it still finds plays on my phone. So I think that's a strong second, like for yeah. me. This certified lover boy shit, I just we talked about this off mic that the more I've been listening to it, the more Yeah. And before the we more, go the in, more I'm enjoying before it. we go in on Certified Lover Boy, because it'll yep. be a while. I will. I don't want to forget uh, the project K Camp drop float. We can't fire. forget about that. Fire. That's fire. Fire. Uh, fire. I hate calling him underrated because that's all everybody he's, else hey, calls he him. Said, he said call him undefeated, bro. Uh, yeah, call him so, undefeated, bro. I love K Camp. I think he's smooth. Whenever he comes smooth. out, he drops at the right time, and yep. you know he stays in his lane and does what he does yep. and caters to his actual fans. So I can't ever hate on that. So. Yeah. I won't say that's the album of the year, but that's going to be in heavy rotation oh, going yeah. into next year for sure. For sure. I think, I mean, it's it's still in heavy rotation for me right yeah. now, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, I, I don't think it'd be, I don't think it'd be worthy of album of the year. No, no, but no. Like, for me personally, it's, it's in my top five of the year for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that with the hype that, you know what I'm saying, Donda and Certified Loverboy, you know what I'm saying, the off-season shit get like that, you just can't, you can't put K-Kemp in that kind of, mm-hmm. Arena with them, no, them no, guys no right now. You know, what no I'm saying? that's just kind of a personal artist that you know, what I'm saying that we fuck with. But, mm-hmm. um, so to dive into, I guess this this beef shit. Yeah. With Kanye and um, and is Drake. it beef or is it? I think it's bullshit. Is it like a love hate relationship? He well, well, Drake said, "How we gonna on camera, pretty much squash the shit?" But then I'm still hearing you. You know what I'm saying? Do bullshit for social right. media. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like exactly. I think Kanye is just a grade A goofball, cornball. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just a, he he's so into this character Kanye West that he just can't step out of the step out of that shit. You know what I'm he saying? Needs, he hasn't had a reality check for a long time. For a minute. I actually think him and Kim getting a divorce is probably the biggest reality check he's had but, in but, a lot of years. But what did uh didn't she just on a set the listening party or something? Wasn't she? Was that her in a dress or some shit? I mean, she still supports. They got four kids together, so I mean, or three or four kids together, so she's going to support, but I think that she has learned to probably love him from a distance, and I don't want to get into their relationship, but I think that elements of how Kim and Kanye were and how they fell out, I Uh think that's kind of the same way that Drake and Kanye are kind of falling out. It's like, Drake looks up to Kanye right. and looks at him as like sampled a lot of his music too. Looks at him as inspiration, mm-hmm. and then you know your idols become your rivals, whatever right, cliche right. quote. But actually, Kanye seems just to be just jealous of the success that Drake yeah, has because everybody is on the, such a roller coaster with Kanye. Drake has yeah. kind of just been steadily. He he he. He's kind of he just going back. Up. He yeah, he has Kanye with, took with the, the biggest fallback after uh, my. Beautiful Dog Twisted Fantasy, which came out in 2013. Bro. It's probably his last really, really good album. Some people think it's his best album. After that was Yeezus and then trash. Life of Pablo trash. and then Ye and then all the albums that he's put out have been trash. Now, Donda's probably the best thing he's put out 
in almost ten years. I would say it's it's got the most hype. It's got definitely got the most hype. I think it's got the most hype out of any album yeah. he's ever put out. I think it was smart for him to do that arena listening party things. I think those I think those were good because there was no Dude, other he's way. Weird. He's weird, there was no. <laughs> Dude. There's no other way that he was going to be able to create real hype around his album because I think a lot of people were kind of coming around the corner on him just kind of being, just putting out average music. Right. And so to create that hype, like, oh, I'm for real, oh, I'm dead ass, like, I'm about to put this out and I'm not going to keep pushing back the release date on weeks on weeks. I think getting people in there and kind of reading and listening to that feedback, I think it mm-hmm. helped him a little bit. I will say that there are some songs on his album that I'm just kind of like, no, where are you going with it? Yeah, no. But it's as horrible. far as the setup and how he, you know, went about with before releasing the album, I think that was strictly to what Kanye could do. I think Drake could obviously do that, but, you know, you're not, you can't charge, he was charging, what, $50 for Bro, all those you, tickets, if he wanted to make a lot of money off those tickets, I mean, he could sell five hundred dollars seats, six hundred dollars seats for a listening party, but and that's people just, will buy it, right? Did you see the fucking that. the menu prices for uh, when people went to the listening party for like chicken fingers and fries oh, and shit? A, it, was it was like twenty five dollars for that yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? For a, a bottle of water is ten dollars. See, they had to they I'm had like, to make bro, up for for not uh, selling like high demand seats, right? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> kind of off schedule, but I was thinking about this the other day. Whenever he was sit, staying in that little, um, whatever the fuck that was, little room or whatever, oh, he just that, had the bed yeah, and yeah, shit yeah, and whatever like and like that. Cell. And like, uh, people were coming in there to visit him. They were seeing people were coming in there to record or to tweak beats and shit like that. I'm like, bro, what if like, you know what I'm saying, you was like making beats for, you know what I'm saying, Kanye, you was like, bro, yeah, I'm about to go to, you know what I'm saying, the studio with Kanye to finish up the, you know what I'm saying, Donna song or whatever. And I was like, all right, let me slide. We pull up to that motherfucker. Like, it's just a fucking room, a bed, Kanye with a fucking mask on and shit. I'm like, bro, what? Who, yeah, this who, vibe is ain't. Who what the is, fuck is this dude, bro? Yeah, like, what are we doing? What is he doing? I, I bro, I just have no idea I think just he, where he's at, like, in his head. Like, I, I don't think, know what he got going on. I think he gets in a different space creatively than anybody else in that whenever he's in his zone, he just wants people to come into his world. I don't think anybody is going to get Kanye to come into their world. I think when you're making music with Kanye, I've heard stories and, Mm -hmm. you know, videos of people saying that he'll have, Kanye will have them repeat two lines and it might take 30 minutes for them to get it right. And it's just, it could be a frustrating thing working with him. Now, you know that he's a genius at the end of the day. So so it's going to be right. You're not really going to question it. You're kind of just going to be like, oh, well, this is the guy in the room. Like, I'm kind of have to follow his orders. And I think that he puts so much thought, he puts so much thought into it that, a song that, well, you can record a, a song with Kanye, and in five days it might sound like something totally different. Or I might have that's what, that's I what might everybody re- been saying. I might have recorded a sixteen, and then the next thing you know, I only got two words in it. It's oh like, God, what it's happened? Been, people, people having artists have been coming out saying that they recorded this song with him or whatever like that, and they not on the album. Like people, right. like th- he was planning on having Soldier Boy on the album. I'm like, what the fuck? Who knows? I don't know. Just the features. Um, I would say kind of like our DJ Khaled-esque, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Where now artists are like, oh, I got to get, you know what I'm saying? I got to get Baby on the album. I got to get, you know what I'm saying, Travis Scott on the album. I got to get more, more, more clout on my album. I instead think, of just the reason why I hold the off season so 
you know what I'm saying, tight is because J. Cole has also had uh, features on that shit. Like, 21's on there, you know what I'm saying, Baby's on there, whatever. Um, but I'm just saying, like, for uh, Drake to go get Jay-Z yep. and put him on there, I'm like, you know what I'm saying, Jay-Z and Kanye, you know what I'm saying, don't really click like that no more either. So I'm, it, right. it's just like a whole, like, not to say bullshit scheme, but it just it just ain't, like, genuine. I think... One, I, I think, think it not is. being genuine, that's probably the most important part. Right. But two, I think Kanye realizes that his he had a moment where his lyrics meant something to people, yeah. but I think his production has kind of taken the place of that, where like no one's going to make a more interesting or like creative beat where you just don't know where it's going to go more than Kanye West. Right. As far as rapping, though, mm-hmm. I don't really think that he is there... He's not at that elite level. He's had no more. No, yeah. It's he's over. got Drake writing him a bunch of songs. He's got a <laughs> lot of people writing him a bunch of songs. It's over with. And the best thing he can do is just make the best beat that anybody's ever heard, and then just throw an artist that he thinks that should be on it. And I don't. I'm not hating on that. I just think that you put yourself in a different category when you do that. And so for him to think that he can mm. match up with somebody mm. like Drake now, who it's is crazy. literally writing some of his songs, like the last good Kanye verse. I've heard came was from Drake. came from Drake, and that was thirty hours, and then no more parties in L.A. and that came out in 2015. So it's been it's a while. It's been a minute, yeah. It's, it's been, been a, a he, long he, time. See the man, you know, what I'm saying flowing like that. So that's why I don't even like th- the whole beef shit. I just think it's kind of like blowing up. The I kinda, think it's. The I thing think is it's about I think it. it's bullshit too because it's kind of like they they made both of their albums bigger, you know what I'm saying, with the beef too. So it's like they not really going to really squash the shit, you know what See, I mean? See, to me, so the thing was... It would be stupid to do that shit. A lot of people are... I think a lot of people get caught up in this beef and it's Drake and Kanye, so yeah, they're going to... But it wasn't anything... It's never seemed so personal to where I think that somebody's either going to, yeah. one, get hurt, or two, something's going to drastically happen to somebody's it career. Ain't, it ain't, it I don't ain't think like it, that. I don't ever think it's like that to no. the point where it wasn't, it's not a Drake and Meek Mill thing or it's not a Drake and Pusha T thing. It's, right, right. This is something that's been kind of just dragged over like a dark long. cloud over their yeah, head and yeah. they just, you know, want to be petty enough to... And everybody gas it up. Yeah. Every, everybody gas right. it up. And it helps, it helps album sales and it helps debate on social media. And I get it. I just think it's kind of, it's kind of a tired thing now. And I know Drake's really good at um making amends with people. Uh-huh. Uh, he did it with Meek Mill. Yeah. After all the stuff he said about Kid Cudi, he's got Kid Cudi on the on album, the album yeah. which is w- crazy to me. Crazy. I think that, that was probably the most surprising feature on the whole album to me. Really? And we'll get into that later. But mm, okay. Drake and Kid Cudi being on a song together, I thought was really interesting. You know what it was really weird? Then I saw that. This is kind of like a sidebar. But when what? I seen Kid Cudi on the shop, that kind of let me know that, that it, maybe, Drake and, yeah. maybe Drake and Kid Cudi are, have kind of put that behind them because yeah. that's LeBron's show. Drake obviously Drake rides for LeBron. LeBron. So yep. like I could just see the whole thing kind of coming back full circle. So that was interesting for me to see. Yep. But I think we should get into the album. Yeah, let's go ahead. Because for me, when I first listened to this album, mm-hmm. it it just gave me a sense of I don't want to say underwhelming, but usually when you get through a Drake album it's you putting that shit on blast, hi, the highest volume. Right. You might even run a track back before you even get to the next one. Right. Or when you get through it, there's probably a couple songs on there. Or there's that one song on there that's like, damn, this might be in Drake's top ten. Yeah, you might want to repeat that one for a couple minutes. I don't think I had that. 
I don't think I had that feeling not one time listening to the uh you know listening to any song first, song. first first run through? First run through. Okay. I think even after a couple more run throughs, I've listened to this album front wanna, to back a you lot. Walk? You wanna walk? I don't think that I could put a song in here that's in his top ten. I don't think mm-hmm. I can do it. Oh, in his top ten? No, I don't think so. But I think the reason that you didn't have any playbacks is because you was more so I mean, I did the same thing. I was more so just trying to get through the whole fucking shit. You know what I'm saying? I was trying mm-hmm. to get through the project, and I was trying to... I mean, we was going to talk about it, so I was trying to dissect the shit, you know what I'm saying, pick up on what the fuck he was saying and shit, so I didn't really have... I'd rather just, you know what I'm saying, listen through every song more than, you know what I'm saying, enough than to, you know what I'm saying, worry about uh, which songs I want to put in playlists and shit right, like that, right, you know right. what I'm saying? So I was like, I'll get to that shit later, and I was saying, like, the more I'm listening to it, the more I'm actually appreciating the album and it's mm-hmm. in itself as a whole because if you listen to um it song by song you might not find um necessarily songs that you you know what I'm saying love or songs that you mm-hmm. want to put in the top 10 or top 20 or some shit like that but i'm just saying um there's moments throughout the album where i'm like all right you know what i'm saying this is fire or you know what i'm saying this is cool or this is smooth or this is for this event or this for this move or, or or this vibe or whatever like that because yeah um that uh way too sexy with a uh, future young thug I thought that shit was gonna be fire. I thought I thought the verses on there were gonna be fire. The course is fire, and I was like, well, you know, what I'm saying the verses are very watered down, very mid. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm like, I mean, but you. The best thing about that song is the music video. The music video, yeah. So I'm yeah. like, it's it's gonna be hype. Everybody gonna be saying that shit for the rest of the fucking year. year you yeah. know what I'm saying? The way too sexy shit. So I'm like, it did what it's supposed to do. Right. So I can't really, you know, what I'm saying put a stab on it like I that. I think he's so. definitely. If there's one thing that he's definitely mastered, mm-hmm. it's having that one song on his album that yeah. might not be his best, but, but it it's going it's going to yeah. ring off in the club for a while. It's going to it's going to get people to dance, even though it wasn't a dancing song. It make me wanna yeah you know yeah yeah. Uh, oh my God, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whatever that's, that's it real. Is. So that uh, is real. I mean, from the from the top, you know what I'm saying? Champagne poetry. That's a great intro. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a long fucking intro too. Yeah. I was not expecting it to be like over five minutes. Song, I like. So I'm like, it's. It was, I like it's the long cool. intro from Drake. Yeah, I th- yeah. can appreciate that. On most of the <coughs> albums, his intros are usually three and a half, four minutes long. Right. Um, or maybe longer. Um, it just gave me. It it just gave me a, a good feeling about the album as the first song because when I heard that, I thought I was about to hear a, a real classic. classic. Yeah, like yeah. I really thought he was about to give us just straight twenty one songs. Which at first I didn't really like anyway. Um, twenty one songs always seems like there's gonna be at least four songs on his oh, album, okay, four to okay. five songs on his album that I'm just going to be like, ah, I won't listen to this as much as okay. he probably thinks that people will, or this song is going to fade out. And if he would have made this about 15 songs, he cut out about five or six. I think that's, that would have been ideal. Okay. What was your, what was your first miss? First miss was probably in the Bible. Okay. Um, I'm a Giveon fan. <laughs> I like Lil Dirk. I think I, I like Dirk, Dirk's uh, verse. I do I like, like his, his verse. I think Dirk has found a good like a good pocket for himself yeah, and yeah. where he's kind of like he's his trajectory has definitely changed a lot. Yeah. Um, he, he he's he's stamped by kind of everybody in the game. Yeah. He's stamped. And then not putting um the song that they did together earlier this oh, year. Oh yeah, yeah. Um I I thought that was going to be on the I album, was, but I think yeah. I think it was I think it's nice that we heard a lot of songs on here that we hadn't heard at exactly. all. Exactly. That was um, that was a thing. I think them leaving it as a single kind of would yeah. would have did you know what I'm saying? Not justice to it to put it on an album because mm-hmm. it, it had the summer 
popping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whenever it was, and it was out. The, so um, once I think leaving has too. a simple. Yeah. Once and needs, yeah. Needs too. yeah. Now that song is it still holds it still holds its own weight. Exactly. Um, but as far as me, if a song comes out at least some weeks or a couple months before the album, mm-hmm. and you put it on the album and you want it all to sound good together, if you kind of put that song in the middle or towards the end, it just yeah. gives you room to just like kind of skip it in a way like yeah. oh i've already heard this before it doesn't really yeah. sound that so good I'm, yeah some artists are really good at putting that song at right end. at the end or right in the middle where it needs to like be like the second or third but song. most of the time yeah. drake's song that he puts out they get so much play you already heard it so many times exactly. and by the time it comes on the album you're like so, damn skip this shit exactly, so i'm glad exactly. he didn't put any of those on there i would say my first skip would be or my first miss would be that fair trade with uh travis scott <laughs> i think the the whole I talked to you about this the other day. Yeah. I think that if Drake and Travis Scott's vibe together is cool, but it don't they don't hit on every single one. Like I think that um Which one? Sicko mode? Sicko mode. I think Sicko mode really blew up because of you know what I'm saying Drake's verse on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Just the, to switch up the tempo. The, yeah, the, the you know beat change. The yeah. beat change was perfect. I think the beat change on that song was perfected so much that a lot of people have tried to kind of like emulate that in a way. Exactly, and I think that exactly. Drake and Travis Scott try to do that where they like, oh, we got one, we could probably make another. No, and it's bro. like oh, I don't really think it the, works. Like the that. only, the only artist that really has, the only two artists I would say that really only hit with Drake like that is Future and Rick Ross. Anybody That's true. else, That's true. I think is like, is is sometimes kind of cringy. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of forced. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, Travis Scott falls into that category. I mm-hmm. think that Travis Scott, they try to emulate sickle mode and have Drake come in, you know what I'm saying, smooth, and then switch up the tempo and have Travis Scott kind of try to turn it up. On his own, right. His yeah, own and style. I'm like, it, yeah. it wasn't really, mm-hmm. again, it was forced. You know, I, that's, that's what the feeling was to me. So I was like, that was my first, that was my Go first ahead. fall. Okay, I will say, because we jumped past it, right. the second track, Poppy's Home, I think it's an underrated song. Yep. I think that's going to grow on a lot of people mm-hmm. because I think the name of it is weird, but I think it's going to grow on a lot of people. Yeah. Now, the girls want girls song. Smooth. That is grown on me. That has, yeah. I've gone completely one eighty on that song. Yeah. Because at first I was like, eh, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't listen to it in the car first, at first. First, first couple listen throughs, I was, I was like, like yeah, eh. that's cool. I yeah. listened to it in the car and I had the volume just not all the way up, but up, and I just felt myself like, bump it to Like, yeah, okay, this yeah. might be the one on the album, and right. to me, it it's the one on the album. I think he could have left Little Baby off there. Mm. But this one right here, mm. I think, now Way Too Sexy obviously got the video when the fucking album dropped, but I think Girls Want Girls is the one that you're going to see the a most late, impact late. from. Yeah. Like, as far as in the club and just being out, I think that's a song that's going to get people kind of moving a little bit, for sure. So if that's, if that's, so that's your number one on the album? Uh, so far, I will say, oh, I just almost played something. So far, I will say yes. Mm. I will say yes. So right you go if you're going that direction, I think number one on the album for me would be You Only Live Twice with Wayne and Rick Ross. Really? I think I think that's number one for me. Okay. And then a hard second would probably be Knife Talk with Twenty One Savage and Project Pat. That's the song that I was kinda underwhelmed with. I won't lie to you. Maybe really? maybe I need some more replay with I, it. I think it's fire. I think I've it's heard a, I've heard a lot of people being like, Oh, this is the one, this is what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. They, all that. Maybe I, it has to grow on me, but my one of my favorite Drake songs before he turned it into a kind of like a five minute song is uh, TSU. Okay, and that's been getting a lot of uh, shade on that yeah, song yeah. too. So my thing about that was 
when he put this song actually leaked a really really long time ago like we're mm-hmm. talking about plus five or six months like back when a bunch of old Drake songs were leaked right right and this was one of the songs this and Love All which was actually referenced to Ooh, as Lot- Lotto yeah. 42 before yeah. it came out and TSU was not around those were what those two songs were titled as when before they came out yeah I and then he, he added sent me the link yeah, to that shit yeah and TSU he added like something like super long in the beginning like a whole minute worth and then he did the whole thing he did another beat switch at the end yep. but that right in the middle the the main song the right in the middle that mm-hmm. it's still my second favorite song on the album because I can separate the two but that's one of my favorite songs on the album just because I don't know I it just whenever I heard it way back when I was like wow this is an amazing song and he kind of changed it up a little bit uh-huh. but I would say right now that's probably my second, and then probably Pipe Down is probably my third. I would so say probably Pipe Down <coughs> is probably my third right before now. Before we before we skip past that TSU, I just wanted to touch on how you know what I'm saying just the, just the shade that he's been getting. Yeah. So over update our if our audience doesn't know, give them an update on kind of why this song has been getting some backlash. So the reason that this song is getting some backlash is because they sampled. R. Kelly yeah. song um, for for this TSU. Now, people are going to feel how they feel about R. Kelly. Regardless, there's there's really no in the middle. It's either you still support him or, you know what I'm saying, you look at him as he's disgusting. I'm not supporting shit he do, listen to his music, nothing like that. There's really no in the middle. I find myself kind of still in that, like, in the middle spot. You know what I'm saying? Because... People will. I had this conversation with my family, like whenever everything broke out with R. Kelly, people were feeling this way, people were feeling that way. I think that you are in a spot as a fan or as a music fan where you there's a bunch of artists that do crazy shit outside of music that I don't support. Okay, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't. I don't support that. I don't feel like I'm necessarily putting my personal money in their pockets which you you kind of are but you know what I'm saying that's not the feeling behind it so I'm not saying I'm not outside the fucking jail saying free R. Kelly and shit like that yeah, but I'm right. like if my phone's on shuffle and a R. Kelly song comes on you know what I'm saying I'm probably still listen to that shit you know what I'm saying like if there's a mood that I feel like a R. Kelly song would be right for that shit I would probably still listen to that shit like I feel kind of like cringy if like somebody's riding past me in a car and I got my windows down and I'm listening to an R. Kelly song I'll probably raise some shit so yeah because <laughs> you know, just the whole narrative around everything people feel some type of way so they'll kind of associate yeah. you with that shit yeah, you know what exactly. I'm saying instead right, of like right, right. there's you know what I'm saying there's a bunch of artists that I listen to you know what I'm saying that you know what I'm saying trap hard as fuck that talk about you know what I'm saying killing, killing motherfuckers them. or yeah. doing shit like that do I support that shit Fuck no, you know what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. artists that I listen to to talk about, you know what I'm saying, meth or coke or, you know what I'm saying, popping pills or perks and all this shit like that. Do I support that shit? No. But the energy is just not the same because R. Kelly was doing some shit with little girls, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's, it's completely different, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I understand the hate and everything that he getting behind is is really not him. It They came out saying that it was just the label that <clears throat> sampled this shit and Drake wasn't really a part of it, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, Drake fans are gonna say he ain't got nothing to do with it, and other people are gonna be like, "Nah, fuck Drake," because <laughs> you know. Right. So people are gonna feel right. how they want to feel about it, regardless. I just think you shouldn't hold necessarily the artist accountable for you know what I'm saying some shit like that. And he 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 not yeah. coming out saying like you know what I'm saying, oh, R. Kelly innocent, you know what I'm saying, shit like that. But he he he, that's, knows, um, everybody knows. Bro. I think that's a good point because the narrative that's you know now starting to form. 
about Drake and his music is that he never touches on um, real life events or like real life crisis or right, right. talk about <clears throat> the things that's going on in the world, which I think that's always such a weird angle to come at a rap artist with because at yeah. the same time, those same people will turn around and tell you why are you taking advice or why are you taking from from an artist from from a rapper yeah. or from an artist and it's just like or well, entertainer or yeah, something yeah, like that, that yeah, or, yeah. An, or an athlete it's like why why do people continue to push this narrative that everybody has to speak on everything and that if I don't get your opinion on this then, then you must support the bad exactly, shit that's going yeah, on with yeah. it when in reality is it's nine times out of ten when these people open their mouths up about these issues, they sound even dumber or they sound uneducated. Or they now sound this, worse. Or the, sound, or the same people are going to say, oh, now you need to go read a book or now you need to go do some research on this topic and come correct. Well, if I had not said shit at all, y'all still going to kill me. So let me just damn rap about do, this. Yeah. Damn if you don't. So yeah. it's just like if, if, you know what I'm saying, we had a manager and they was like, oh, you shouldn't say this or you shouldn't say that because... You know what I'm saying? You can potentially lose money from this crowd or that crowd. I'm going to shut the fuck up. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that shit. I could say whatever I want behind closed doors, but uh, when the camera's on, when the mic's on and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? I'm hushing on that one. Yeah. I'm not I'm not about to lose and money. let him rap about what the fuck he can rap about. Whatever. Nine yeah. times out of ten, the shit is not even getting written down anyway. Exactly. So what so do you want him to go on a ten-minute spiel about the freaking troops getting out out of Afghanistan? Like, what yeah. does Drake have to do with that? He's Canadian. Like, yeah, he, who cares? He does, he, does, he does not care. That's all I wanted to touch on. On TSU, yeah, um, yeah, I think the the no friends in the industry beat is probably one of my favorite beats on the That's album. That's definitely the best beat on the album. Um, it's 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 fire, and I just don't think that. I think it. I think it only makes it into my top five because of the beat. I think that him rapping on it is, it's just a typical Drake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not like anything like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, this motherfucker about to get me hype. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's just typical Drake that you'll hear on a Scorpion or that you hear on a fucking That sounds like a Scorpion um, song for sure. Yeah, on a more Definitely. life or something like that. Like it's it's just typical Drake flow with a good beat, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, it did what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Um I already touched on Knife Talk. I think that's my um, second favorite song on the album mm-hmm. is Fire. Project Pat did his thing. Twenty One Savage did Shout his thing. Shout out to Project Pat. I you ain't seen him in a while. Still, still, nice. still getting stamped. Still, Shout out to Juicy J. He helped uh, yeah. produce that song too. People still, people Legendary. are still gonna fuck with. Those are legends, bro. They've been yeah. around for so long, doing things at a high level for so long. Still selling out shows. Wherever they go, people still fuck with them. So why would you not? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and grab that crowd too. So the smart move by them killed it. Um, 7 a.m. on Birdie Path. That was an. He's aim. been getting a lot of hype. That's uh, a song that was aimed at Kanye West. Yeah, and that's actually a song that he put out because if you haven't heard the recent news, Drake released a song with Kanye West and Andre 3000, and yeah. on that song, Kanye West was dissing Drake. So yeah. Drake got a hold of that song before the album came out and made 7 a.m. on Birdie Path, which yeah. was going at Kanye West, which I thought it was interesting. It was really good to hear Andre 3000 rap, mm-hmm. and it, it, it just sucks that he had to be in front of a Kanye song just because it's like, man, if Kanye's the reason why you want to start rapping again, like that kind of a, that kind of annoys me. He yeah. said he wanted to work with newer artists and stuff like that. We'll probably never get an Andre 3000 album ever, but yeah. as long as he can pop up music every once in a while, it'd be great. But back to the song. I think it's a good song. I actually liked it before I even knew that it was really aimed and at that, Kanye West. Yeah. I knew it was at somebody because when he's talking about somebody, the, he makes it direct. Yeah, but that's the song that he was talking about, like um, them squashing that shit and then yeah. him kind of going, yeah, still being Kanye to the fucking yeah. media. You know, what he saying? just it's seems like, like a real two faced ass person. Yeah, how the, how the fuck could you expect me to be kind of 
okay with everything that you're doing if like we you know what I'm saying her mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying if the mics was off the cameras off we was like you know what I'm saying this is what it's gonna be and then you know what I'm saying alright we turn the shit on and you like yeah you know what I'm saying fuck J-Rep all that shit like that yeah like, damn, damn. alright what well, the fuck you yeah, doing yeah 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 <laughs> right I'm gonna I'm gonna tell fire. everybody else where you live yeah, at too yeah, motherfucker I'm gonna fire, fire some shit back so you know what I'm saying of course he gonna Drake has always fired back at whoever you know what I'm saying Push yeah. T Meek Mill all these dudes so I'm like Especially Kanye. <laughs> so yeah, if Kanye exactly. wanna, you know what I'm saying, do some shit. They used to live fucking down the street from each other. You know what I'm saying? So I under, I understand Drake, you know what I'm saying, not taking all bullshit. Like especially if somebody that you looked up to coming up and then they turn out to be, you know what I'm saying, a fuck dude or fuck nigga. You know what I'm saying? It's like shit, well looking up to you, you know, coming up, you know what I'm saying, you was everything that I was dreaming you were supposed to be when when I got to the top, you know what I'm saying, you ain't nothing but bullshit. So Right. It's been nothing but a downhill slope for their friendship. Ever since yeah. Drake Kind of cemented his spot at the top. It's kind of just pushed Kanye out. Exactly. And Kanye was at the top for a while. I don't think he was at the top for as long as people want to think. I think Lil Wayne really passed the torch to Drake. To Drake. I think Kanye took a couple years in between that and was releasing some really good music. But as far as who's been number one since 2010, it's, it's been Drake. Drake. Been, been Drake. Uh, d- decade of the year. 100%. I mean, decade of the year. Artist of the decade. Artist of the decade for a reason. For a reason. Like, Drake don't, he don't, you know what I'm saying, put out bullshit. You know what I'm saying? He gonna put out, yeah. like, people expected, like, you was even kind of on some kind of fuck shit whenever you seen the album cover. Oh, my God. You was, you I was, forgot you to was, even mention that. Was the hate. album cover is still you worst album cover of the year. It's, worst it's, album cover of the I don't care how good the music turns out to be in a year from now. Worst album cover, and I, I'm thinking he was gonna come correct with Certified Lover Boy. There's so many he, things he could have done with he that album. Little, he got the he little heart right here. I'm he thinking did a he could have he could have taken it back to um, because I remember he when the album uh, was supposed uh, to come uh, out in January, he did like a so far gone type yeah, of like yeah, type of vibe, type yeah. of vibe like in with some the hearts th- and shit. Yeah, so yeah. I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna be like an old kind of back to that. Like, oh, this is where it all started. And now I'm releasing Certified Lover Boy. Like, I just thought the album cover was gonna be something super, super creative, mm-hmm. not ten or twelve yeah. emojis, <laughs> pregnant emojis. Now that was funny. Like looking back on it, it's funny that he chose those emojis for right, it right. but I just would have loved to see something kind of especially after Donda was just a black square so it's kind of like where are we going with these album covers does what? it not mean anything anymore let's get, let's get the fuck off Donda yeah. I can't that, yeah. that shit is you know what I'm saying for, for the bird so another song on here that I really like is Get Along Better by Ty Dolla Sign and for me Ty Dolla Sign always he's a he good feature adds, artist he's a, a good great feature artist. feature artist I think he always adds a solo a good element Featured? to yes, a song sir. he got on a song on Scorpion mm-hmm. um, After Dark I think it was After Dark same type of vibe same type of vibe same for sure vibe. I'm sure they probably made both those songs in the same night yep probably type something like that I think that was a really good song the song was Kid Cudi I listened to that song last night in the car and I kind of just got it's a different better. perspective it's on getting it getting better I don't really I don't really like Kid Cudi for, for real I never have been one of those Kid Cudi stand- he's it's got really his own really like cult following because when we were younger, he yeah. kind of middle school kid Cudi was yeah, a nigga. He yeah, was a nigga. he was he was like the emo rap. Like he kind of really started that that wave. And to see Drake and Kid Cudi doing a song now doesn't make me feel any type of way, but it does show that feels good for even, the industry. Yeah, I mean, two guys that were beefing over yeah. what seemed yeah. to be once again a kind of over Kanye. 
because Kanye is a big part of Kid Cudi's life. I'm pretty sure Kid Cudi was signed to Kanye at one moment. Maybe he still is. But uh, yeah, at one point he was. He I wasn't good music. Now. But um, I think it's just good energy to see that like Drake is not gonna think of himself too high to where he can't squash beef with somebody who might not be the same pedestal as him before. Uh, I'm not gonna let you skip over the best song on the album. Um, like I touched on before, you only live twice. You cannot count out Rick Ross. Yeah, the boss. Um. Especially Wayne too. Like Wayne, Wayne's still rapping really good. Wayne is just—he's he's still machine, the bro. best rapper alive. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The best rapper alive. And for him to, I think he—he he really struck gold when he founded Drake mm-hmm. and founded Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Two two of the biggest artists of this past decade. You know what I'm saying? Signed to who? Young Money. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I'm like, true. Struck gold with both of them. You know, what I'm saying? he didn't have to. I mean, he also founded Tyga. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, like he he can he finds artists. You know what I'm saying? He finds a way to continue to continue his longevity in the industry, and then to continue yeah. to feature on this or that. I know he just put out you know saying a Carter Five not too long ago, but man, that shit felt like a long time ago. <laughs> I'm not gonna go lie to we you. Not, we not gonna talk about that Carter shit, Five. Yeah, that shit was we, too late. We talking about this verse. Oh, you only live twice. So I just think it's uh like I said earlier, Rick Ross and Drake don't miss. Don't. Um, no, they don't. So I think if they, um, I wouldn't say they put out a whole tape, but I know I guarantee you there's more songs that Drake and uh, Rick Ross have recorded that we just ain't haven't heard yet. Yeah. And I guarantee it's the next Rick Ross album that comes out, he probably gonna Drake gonna probably feature on that shit, and that's probably yeah. what we are gonna hear that. See, my thing was a song like Gold Roses came out uh, this year, or was it this year or last year? Whatever it was, whenever it was, whenever it was last year, that's kind of what I thought was going to be on the album or something similar on to On this that. album? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be something similar that was on the album. Right. Now, it's another one of those songs that I think that Drake put out a really good verse on a song that, you know, was, it was good, but maybe could have saved could've, a verse yeah. like that for his album. Right. Like the, um, the song he did with Smiley. Great Drake verse. Now the rest of the song you could up for debate trash, and say trash. whatever. If I could but cut that was, shit, I would cut it. Bro. He was going he he was going crazy on that song. I'm like, damn, the you could have saved this too. verse yeah. for fucking yeah. your whoever the fuck Smiley is. Yeah, and I know Smiley, I think it might be one of his artists. I think he is From Canadian. Like Toronto or something. Something yeah. like that. And okay. I so makes Drake's sense. always putting people on, so I can't even I can't ever hate him from that. Makes sense, makes but sense. I think now, there are rumors of people saying that, you know, Drake and Rick Ross, they have, you know, they might be able to put out like a joint tape together or something like 10 songs. I think they definitely could put out 10 <coughs> songs. How many songs was on, was on uh, uh, What a Time to Be Alive? 10. And then Drake and Future had their yeah, own songs at the end. I think that would yeah. be, be, be perfect. Yeah. Well, speaking of um, that album, the uh, 30 for 30 freestyle, yeah. Drake always ha- does a good job with the last song on the album, the outro. Yeah. And with this album, mm-hmm. Remorse, Fire. I smooth, think that was smooth. one of his better. I think if there's going to be one song that lasts a long time on this album, gonna that's going to be in the top mm. three. Of, okay. I think that way too sexy. And then one song that we don't really talk about now that'll probably blow up in a little bit. Those three songs will probably be the, the three songs that people listen to on that album from like years from now. Uh-huh. But it is always nice to revisit a Drake outro from an album because he always leaves that to kind of like what he's What's dealing with in his life yeah. now. Right. And look, looking back, listening to 30 for 30, 
a lot of the stuff that he says, it's still going on in his life. And then he talks about a lot of his Meek Mill beef and how that ended up like turning out to be right with where Meek Mill's at and then where Drake's where at. Drake it kind of he kind of foreshadowed it in a way. And so I'm interested to see the content that he was talking about on the remorse to come into fruition, you know, a year or two from now. All right. With that being said, this is a real top production podcast. We just wrapped up the Certified Lover Boy album. Uh, we are now back um, for good now. We were video, so yeah. we're going to be streaming a lot. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be putting out segments a lot more often. NFL takes coming soon. Soon. So uh, NFL season is right upon Thursday. Us. I Thank mean, it's God. like seven, six days away, some shit yeah. like that. So uh, motherfuckers better strap in. We hear Real Talk Special. We out. Peace. Yes, sir. <laughs> How long was that? That wasn't very long, was it? Oh, shit. This motherfucker's still going. 20-something? Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of A Real Tires Production. My name is Cameron Scales, alongside my co-host, Justin Rucker. Appreciate every listener. Please like and subscribe on all of our channels. See y'all next episode. We out. <laughs>